Greetings and welcome back to another episode of The Bit Between. Today we have the one, the only, Sam Mazzarino. How's it going, Sam? It's going well. That's good to hear. That's great to hear. Um, for anybody who doesn't know who you are, what you do, what you represent, do you mind giving people a quick introduction and you know, telling people a bit about yourself? Yeah, I make art. I mostly run art on social media at the moment. Um, I handle projects creatively from, you know, merchandise to cover art to stuff in music, stuff anywhere. Anything creative, I handle, my team handles, and, um, you know, that's, that's like at surface level. And then beyond that, you know, I've, I've been, you know, making tools and trying to, you know, develop resources to help the creative community in general uh, be able to have a better infrastructure to to create more affordably better and just basically make the connections necessary to break down walls uh in the creative field Hmm. i remember uh sam and i we did an interview a podcast maybe seven eight months nine months ago now i don't know i think it was winter of last year um so what's what's changed man um you know i think a lot has changed since then so what's changed for you Eight months ago, oh my gosh, what was I? What was I even talking about then? I was in like I was in the middle of RISD, right? Yeah, you just started at RISD. So yeah, <laughs> so that was the worst year of my life, and it was just RISD, bro. Just I love RISD. It's the best because that year and everything that they assigned to us that year, it was designed to break an artist, and it broke me. And it broke, everyone around me was just like dying. And uh, it was really hard. They give you no, you know, enough assignments to where you can't even think about anything else except RISD assignments. And um, it was really, really hard. It was really fucking hard and I loved it. It was the best year of my life. It made me so much of a better artist and dude, I love RISD. So yeah, that was that was a crazy year. So a lot has changed. I mean, a lot to update you on. The uh, the way you started that was that was the worst year of my life, and the way you ended it was basically saying it's the best thing to ever happen to you. What's yeah. going on, Sam? <laughs> it was the best and worst year of my life. Yeah. It sucked, and it was needed, and it made me better before that like i feel like i hadn't even really lived before last year i feel like i was just basically walking through life and last year put everything into perspective for me i went through a besides school i went through a lot of other you know kind of emotional stuff and stuff behind the scenes that really fucked me up and um a lot happened bro i went to therapy i i started you know a lot of things changed, bro. And like a lot of, I basically, last year I was humbled, essentially. You know, everything that could have gone wrong basically did go wrong. And it taught me just so much, bro. Like I hated it in the moment, but at the end of the day, bro, I love that shit. I love, I love turbulence. And I love, the cinematics that life has sometimes you know the ups and downs and like 
just the shit that life sometimes throws at you. A lot of people try to run from it. And that's why a lot of people don't try things because they're worried about, you know, something bad is going to happen to them or someone's going to think a certain way. That's why I know I have to try more things so that more shit can be thrown at me. Because the reason why I love that so much, like specifically pain, like the reason I love pain is because once you get through that, you can live with yourself and say, I made it through that. That bad stuff happened to me. And as bad as it felt in the moment, and as much as that hurt, I am alive. Like I'm still alive and I'm still walking. That's the whole, that's the whole idea behind I walk this earth. And so if that can't stop you, then what can? Exactly. So, you know, before that happens, like before last year, I was just like, you know, I think that everything is going to be okay. But at the end of the day, I never had really gone through anything that was that bad. But last year I went through mad, horrible shit. You know, my friends basically, they know exactly what I'm talking about. And uh, like, I'm here. So now I can kind of live with that and yeah. forward more confidently. Before we go on to I Walk This Earth, which, you know, you just kind of mentioned there. Can you yeah. give us some examples of the challenges or the difficulties that you that you faced and kind of sort of how you overcame them? Yeah. So first of all, RISD, like I said, you know, they were throwing assignments at us like we were robots, bro. Like we had a new class every month and they would literally give us assignments that was like this close to being impossible to finish but like just that just that amount of possible like they would literally tell us like basically in a week not maybe not a week like a couple weeks uh draw like 400 drawings of rocks like a rock like go outside it has to be outside it has to be from observation get a rock or get a natural object or a stick or some boring shit like that and just draw it and just draw it and when I say 400 times, bro, 400 drawings, 400, think about that. This size, like, like big, you know what I mean? Not like a sketchbook drawing of just a rock or a stick or a tree, like so boring, bro. Like I'm used <laughs> to drawing like portraits of like really cool, like futuristic looking stuff and rappers and like all this kind of, you know what I mean? Stuff that's actually interesting. And I had to draw fucking 500 rocks. And so... There was like that level of assignments. Uh, and, and sometimes it would not be drawing. It would be like, we had mad different classes. So it might be, you know, you have to make this, first of all, this was like a one week project that we got on top of another project. So we got this one and it was like, design your, design a world, right? Create a universe, um, you know, with its own philosophy and its own rules and everything like that. And then make an installation piece for it, you know, that was like the size of like a whole wall um, and make an animation for it. So an animation, an installation. Oh, and also create your own entire world. Like that's like, that's just, you know, not, not a small feat. And that's a one week assignment. And, that, and it was just that after, week after week after week um, to give you an idea. And so that's kind of what RISD is like. And to, to add on top of that, it was Corona. So we were literally barred from even meeting with each other. 
And so we had to, we were all going through this alone. New, pretty much everyone is from out of state. So it's a new environment. For me, I was going from sunny, beautiful Florida to cold, bitter Providence, Rhode Island. That's literally so cold that all you can think about when you're outside is like, how do I get back inside? At least for me coming from Florida. And then, you know, so like, like I remember one time I was chilling at my friend's dorm because I was just like literally trying to make friends. And the first time I ever chilled at anyone's dorm, the RA comes in and like busts us and like, you know, he's like, okay, hand over your IDs. And we got in trouble for chilling. So they, we had to be alone. I was alone the whole year, pretty much, you know, I would meet with friends here and there. Um, and this, you know, new climate, new place. I didn't know any of these people. I, I had no one to share this pain with of all this work. Uh, I couldn't even really post it because like, it was just such niche things. Like, or at least I felt like I couldn't. Um, and I also couldn't work on Reno, which is like, all I ever think about and I couldn't work on it for a whole year because I just didn't have the time to because I was too busy drawing you know 10,000 rocks and stuff like that and on top of that I didn't have a kitchen and like I have a really like it's really really important to me to always eat healthy and um and I couldn't do that I was up to like the mercy of like whatever the cafeteria had which is good food but like you know, I usually eat like a smoothie every day in the morning and like vegetables every day at night and stuff. And like, you know, they were just having like mac and cheese and certain shit that I just don't really like to eat. And so that was kind of hard for me. You know what I mean? Like my, I was breaking out and all this shit too. And I couldn't work out because all the gyms were closed because of Corona. So everything was coming together. And then mad other personal shit was also. So everything, bro, came together of the perfect storm to just create the worst possible situation for me and it bro and it fucking broke me and it was horrible um luckily i have really good friends that and, and a great family that kept me through it and like all i could do is hold all those people close to me and that's that's what got me through it but now we're now we're chilling everything since then has been fucking great and that's a great thing too is because like now that i've gone through that and now and once i get through RISD as a whole life is just gonna seem so absolutely easy and and effortless and like this summer when we when i went to la like with ryan and diego which we could talk about that too um dude it was just like oh my god bro life is so easy like holy fuck compared to like what i just went through this is too easy like to get money to get jobs to get all these opportunities they're just literally basically falling into my lap with what seems like very little work to me you know, maybe a lot to other people, but compared to the, so more beneficial than it was bad, but there was certain times, bro, where I was really just very down. Wow. So essentially all the comfort blankets that you had, which is ripped away from you. Exactly. Everything, everything that made me, me was taken from me last year. And I had to live with rebuilding my image of who I am to myself, um, you know, without those things. Hmm. Interesting. Um, wow. <laughs> I like, wasn't... I'm, a confident, I'm, a, I'm a confident guy, but I had no confidence. At certain points in the last year, I had no confidence. Like, I was just mad self-conscious. I was mad just, like, in my head all the time and everything, like, 
because you know that's what happens when like the things that make you who you are is is taken from you and uh so yeah now i got it back now though do you do you think that all artists should go through that i think that all people should go through that i think that everyone should get their heart broken or lose a family member or you know something just something in your life that's gonna basically be horrible i think everyone needs to go through tragedy at some point just so that it can happen and you can realize all right well it happened and it's it's horrible but you know i'm still here and i can still live with what i have and bro that's that stuff makes you grateful because i have friends that have not gone through that and all they ever do is worry and i i've come to the realization that they're worried because they think that the monster of a tragedy happening you know is life ending because they've never actually gone through it um so you know it's just like they'll worry about every individual opportunity and i'm just like bro you're forgetting the 10 year you know 50 year 100 year vision of everything to where you're not looking at it from a bird's eye view anymore you're getting too caught up in the emotions of you know being afraid and, and being stressed to where you're gonna start missing out on certain opportunities none of these individual things matter you know interesting um i walk this earth what does what does that mean sam exactly what i just said i walk this earth it's a celebration of life but it's not a celebration of life like waking up and you know saying oh i'm so grateful to have woken up it's it's a celebration of life from what i just said going through something horrible um you know being crushed and being rebuilt and you know basically being able to look down at your hands and look in the mirror and say like wow like despite everything despite all of that i i walk this earth i'm still here yeah and uh, what do you think is the plan for how you're gonna communicate that to your fans your followers people who admire you whatever you want to call them through i'm guessing it's going to be through clothing or merchandise of some kind right yeah it's it's a clothing collection and uh you know it's art it's just the best thing too bro is i can now whenever i create i feel like i really have something to create about and honestly i just really feel like i have a reason to live because like Whenever I feel a creative block or anything, I just reach into the pain from, you know, some of the worst experiences of my life. And that is such a potent emotion, even though it's not a necessarily a fun emotion, that it just reminds me how much I'm alive. Like, that I can feel emotions that strongly. Dude, that's the best part, bro. That's why I say things like the worse it is, the better. Because like when you go through something that's so sad or so terrible, it reminds you how human you are and like that that you actually care about things and you're actually like like bro, for a certain amount of time, like I was like, holy shit, like if I don't 
keep talking to these therapists and like keep all these people close around me and I, and I actually isolate myself, like I'm going to go crazy. Like it made me understand a lot more about emotion. And now I can put so much more emotion into the work that I create and into my clothes. And this collection, I've never put more emotion into anything. Um, it was done quickly. Like the whole thing probably took me about two weeks. It took me like five days to design it uh, just because I, it was such a concentration of going back to that phase in my life of the pain and basically trying to inject it directly into designs and into clothes. And it just f flowed, you know, perfectly. So, you know, the way that it, it's communicated is just through the art. You'll be able to look at it and just kind of kind of either understand or some people are not going to understand. And, you know, it's for those people that understand or the spectators who can at least appreciate the, the idea. Um, but, you know, these pieces are are made and people will see them soon to to keep your energy vital and keep it keep you alive and like recharge you and remind you that like it is going to you are going to make it out alive. You know what I mean? So don't worry. Like all this stuff is very it's very raw, it's very real and realistic, and um, it's just my favorite collection that I've ever made by far, and I feel like it's just the, it's just the, uh, the, the beginning of a new step for, for Reno and for me as a designer and, a, and, a, and an artist. New chapter in the book. Yeah. Um... You also mentioned that you'd been in Los Angeles recently over the over the summer with the homies Ryan and Diego. Um, yeah. What was that like? What did what did you think of it? So the word Fredonia is going to come up a lot in the next five years, and Fredonia is me, Diego, and Ryan, and there are honorary members of Fredonia, uh, but you know that will be. Let me not say any more about that, but Fredonia is us, and we just basically went to Los Angeles, and I feel like we took it over. Like, within a month, we knew the most important people that we could have ever dreamed of meeting or knowing. Like, like I went there with very high expectations, and all my expectations were blown away in terms of, like, who I would meet, who I would connect with, and everything. Because we we basically would sleep and then the whole rest of the time for the whole trip would be work. Like work meaning, you know, working on a collection or, or, or working on uh, designs for somebody or going places and meeting people. Like one place that we went to a lot was the embellished office, which embellished is uh, something between Jack Pythia and Ellie uh, Heyman who owns cookies and kicks which is a store in los angeles which will also be a very important location destination in the next five years uh ellie is a genius i met ellie i'm very glad uh he's one of the best people that i met there because he's just a psychopath bro he uh he wants everybody to win and he connects the dots and that's one thing that i appreciate more than anything because there's such an art in that is people who connect the, the dots and and people that are glue uh, and, and hold the community together and put people in the right spots. And that's what I want to do, uh, too. 
but you know, I'll, t- I'll talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> Dude, I'm a little all over the place. Like I want to start a creative agency. Actually, I started it already. It's called Hazel. And that's what I want to do is basically put artists in the right spot for, uh, you know, so that we, the whole community can be what I envision it being in the optim- most optimal way. Um, there's too much of a dichotomy between, you know, creators like on the content creation side of things like YouTube, TikTok or whatever, and then actual creatives, artists, visual artists and all things, and music artists. And there's, there's many other facets, but they need to be, it needs to be more of a web instead of the different lunch tables in the cafeteria. You know what I mean? It needs to be a round table. And that's kind of the vision behind, behind Hazel. So anyways, I got off track, but Ellie, I met Ellie's awesome. Um, and we just met so many people like, like that, that are just really inspired and really happy about the scene and they're putting a lot into it and they are just happy to help bro like i kind of expected to go and and meet a lot of people that were all in their ego and all but people want to help bro and that's that's what we need like and the community knows that we need community and we need to be help extending helping hands to one another and that, that was what it was for a whole month, bro. I didn't want to leave. Like everyone was just trying to trying to better everything else. And and me, Ryan, and Diego can do that on a huge scale. And we will do that on a huge scale. Um, like if we would stay in Los Angeles, bro, like it would just be over. I mean, we have to finish our individual uh, things that we have going on in our lives right now. So it'll take a few years. But, you know, to the people that are seeing this, and and we'll have patience for when that happens like just know like you're getting in early you know what i mean yeah place your bets <laughs> you should place your tips on us because we will bring about a great change to the creative scene as we already have but to the nth degree you know what i'm saying like we haven't even done one percent of it. everything that me and Ryan and Diego have done has all been while we were given minimal, very minimal, extremely minimal resources and while we were in school and dealing with all this other stuff that we have in our life going on. So once, so now that we basically have the resources we need, finally, or we're almost there and we'll be out of school and we'll be able to just do this stuff full time, like, bro, it'll be, It'll be an absolute wrap. It's over. It's over. <laughs> it's, it's an overset statement, but it is over. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's over. It will be over. It, it will be over in terms of a new era will come about. A new era. What What do you mean, a new era? Like, well, what does Basically, that mean, Sam? That's very cryptic yeah. of you. <laughs> so what I mean is... There's problems in the creative community right now. Mainly, and I touched on this earlier, but there's a lack of infrastructure and just structure in general. Um, There's so much gatekeeping happening. You know, people want to protect their creative methods from everyone else. Like if they figure something out, it's just a matter of like how much, how long can I keep this a secret so that, so that it can be my thing. 
Um, but and just a matter of like, bro, if if someone that's not deeply in this scene said like, wow, I want to make a cut and so piece so bad, like they would not really know where to start. There's just not the resources for that. You know what I mean? It took me two years to figure out how to get into cut and sew, you know, in a legit way where I'm not paying out the ass. Um, you know, there should be funding for creatives. There should be all types of things for, for creatives because we are making the world beautiful. We're making the world better. What is life without music, without art? It would just be gray. Everything would be gray. Everything would be nothing. Even the, even the required and necessary work, you know, all goes back to just making making things better and making things more enjoyable and and creatives i feel like a lot of times right now especially we operate in a space of just how can we make things more visually appealing but we are creators you know we are made in the image of god god is the ultimate creator we're in the image of god because not because we look like him but because we create in a similar way to how god creates we are going to be the humans gods that are creating a new world not just visually but a new structure of way to do things to where it's going to be a lot easier more enjoyable and more accessible to create at a higher level from people that have been in the game for five years to people that just thought of the idea of i want to make you know uh i want to make a shirt that has four sleeves instead of two sleeves or whatever like stu like just the back of the classroom kids that are just sketching stuff i want to provide those kids with the same opportunities and the same abilities to create that you know long timers have that's basically what what we want to do it, it really seems like you've thought about this a lot bro I get everything that i think about a lot and i and i really put my mind into i've i've got Throughout my life, there was a time all I wanted to do was to quit my job and make a living through art. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I did it within a couple months. And then there was a time where, you know, I really wanted to uh, become like, I just wanted to be like good socially and like be able to talk to girls and shit. I couldn't even talk to girls. Like I couldn't talk to people. I couldn't talk to girls. I was just like very socially awkward because uh, I was just a shy kid. And, you know, within a couple of months, bro, I did that. And all these times, and then there was a time where I wanted to get into RISD. It's the number one art school in the world, you know, debatably, sure. But still, like, it's really highly up there. And I didn't know how I was going to do that. I did that. And all of these things, I never knew how I was going to do it. But I just knew I was going to do it. And I know that I'm going to do this. And I know that it's needed because God is calling me towards it. And, and I feel a strong urge that it has to be done for some reason or another. You know, that could be that there's a kid in another country or another continent that's been thinking about it a lot too. And I feel his energy to where I know that it has to be done. But there's just something about it, bro. And, and, and in my own experience of, of not having that, that I know that that's the next step. And there will be steps and steps after that too. You know what I mean? Like nothing is off the table. There was, you know, 
there was certain times where I wanted to get into things and then like I basically just did that and I, I accomplished it and then I wanted to get into other things. So like, I don't know what it'll be. I'm spending the next three years learning how to be an industrial designer at RISD. So I'll be able to understand kind of how a lot of these products that can help the world and a lot of these solutions can come about. Um, and, and that's what I'll be doing for the rest of my life. Damn, bro. <laughs> you've, uh, you've actually got me a bit speechless, to be honest. I, uh, y y the way that you have these monologues and you deliver them is just very good, man. Very, very good. <laughs> I'm just really passionate about this stuff. Yeah, we can, I can feel it. I, I was going to say I could see it, but I can feel it. Like that energy is inside me right now, you know? Bro, because for two years, I felt like I was counted out. I was reaching out to everybody and I was trying to get help from everybody. And maybe 5% of those people actually would give me time of day or would like FaceTime me or call me back. Like some of those people is like uh, Will from Hard Jewelry or like Dylan from Worldwide Youth, like gave me some kind of a start. A lot of the other, you know, I was just counted out, bro. And now I finally feel like I've weaseled my way in purely off of, you know, my own merit, uh, which I'm grateful for that, that people didn't help me so that I could do it on my own and say I did it on my own and not feel any imposter syndrome. But now that that's happened, you know, and I definitely have gotten help. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm very appreciative to all those that have helped me. And especially the supporters that have been like the crowdsourced version of the help that I needed. Um, that I could have saved those two years. And I could have been on to better things already. And, and the world could already be more better if I had, you know, a better basis to work upon. And I just really wanna be able to provide that because I really dislike, it, it really bothers me when things are inefficient. Like from certain products or services being inefficient, like if I have a blender and it doesn't blend well, like it, few things bring me as much anger as something like that because you are made to blend. That's the purpose. You're a blender. Yeah. Yeah. A blender. You should be blending my food to perfection. That's all that you exist for. So I feel like the whole scene is kind of like that blender that's like blending it, but it's like missing like the top of the kiwi a little bit and like the protein powder is sticking to the wall and shit. But I want to design the perfect blender that everything is is accounted for and i want to do that you know on a, on a on a greater scale and make everything beautiful and make everything not perfect because you know nothing's ever perfect but like we can take steps towards a utopia and like frank lloyd wright had the right idea you know what i mean he figured out better ways to build houses um using tiles he had a a project called you usonia I believe it was called and he would build these houses mainly out of re like repeating tiles and it was a new system and like maybe it wasn't seen all the way through maybe it couldn't be recreated right now but like you know Tesla was about to come up with an idea to be able to harness there's literally infinite energy if you look outside there's infinite energy in the uh 
I think it's called the isosphere or something. I forget what it's called. It's some kind of layer of the atmosphere where it's just and it's just electricity and energy just constantly flowing. He was going to be able to make electricity free and accessible to everybody in the whole world. And then they killed him. All these people were trying to come up with better systems. And 80% of the technology that we use today is all from Tesla. So you can't underestimate the power of one person. You know what I mean? That's one guy. But I want to involve the whole community. You know how many people that are just in this small space that are like genius visionaries, but they haven't been able to have the right person or the right, uh, um, you know, thing bring that out of them? Like the catalyst to bring that out of them. So I want to be able to help bring that out of everybody so that we can move forward, you know, exponentially. Because I think that we can get a lot done. I think I can get a lot done for the world while I'm here. And I, I'm not interested really in, uh, I get bored of things really easily. Like I was kind of mentioning before. So I, I like certain experiences, you know what I mean? Like, you know, certain things, certain social events and stuff, like parties and stuff. But like, after I've been to a few, I'm just like, I always go back to just like, okay, that was fun. Like, how can I actually make like a serious change? Like, that's what, that's what in my soul, like lights a fire. So I, that's what I'm, uh, that's what I'm working towards. And right now <laughs> it's kind of interesting and like, I could let it frustrate me, but it's, I have to look at it as kind of humorous is like, if you look at me from a surface level, I get it. I am an Instagram artist. Like that's basically what it seems like and what it looks like. And it at a level, that's what it is, you know, three dimensionally. Um, but I find it to be exciting to have these people watch me, you know, right now it's like 35,000 go from what they see me as now to what I see me as in 20 years and to have them see that happen in real time that, that greatly excites me because the certain people that I have seen grown in real time, you know, have really inspired me and and, and, and at the end of the day with all of this, like, I just want to show every kid and every human watching that, like, if you just, if you feel called to something, just stop wasting time and just do that thing. It will work. It will always work. If you feel called to it, it will always work. The only way it doesn't is if you decide to give up and... I'm just basically trying to show people what happens if you don't give up, even if everyone is telling you that it, it might not work or, or to just stick with what you got. When I was at that pizza restaurant, I had certain family members saying like, ah, like, you know, the art thing seems kind of cool, but like, maybe you should just kind of keep that job just in case, bro, I'm trying to show that we got to move forward. You can't keep one foot, you know, behind you and, and, and try to move forward with only one foot. You're not going to get anywhere. So, bro, it's just about, it's about greatness. It's about pursuing excellence. It's about believing in yourself. And just honestly, bro, we're indigo children. Like we are that we are, right? We're 
all I want everyone to be is just who they are, who they, who they were born as before we got calcified by all this fake society and fake social media shit convincing us of false truths. Um, because that is just the best people to be around and it's the best people to make up earth. And the worst people to be around are those that are asleep and, you know, those that don't understand things and just want to doubt things and always want to have something negative to say about something. I, I just want to, uh, I want to inspire more of those people that are real and, and, and those indigo children and all the other people to maybe decide to make a change. I mean, on the, on the note of inspiring, you know, the first podcast that I did was with you, Mr. Mr. Mazzarino. And what is it like nine months later, whatever it is, I am a completely different human being. And it, it does come down to that moment <laughs> because that yep. was the beginning. That was the beginning for me. And to be quite frank, if you didn't exist and Diego didn't exist and maybe a couple of other people, but mainly you two, I'd say, I wouldn't be here right now doing this. I wouldn't be sat next to my PC, you know, chilling at home and making cool animations all day and have a freelance career. I would probably be at, like just finished university and depressed and like not wanting to not wanting to continue in this terrible life that i had had you not exist had you not existed see like i i just see things in certain people bro and like i could just tell there was something about you that you were going to heed my advice and like actually take the required work you know because like me and Diego and all of and and Ryan and all of us is like we're never trying to present a false idea or like that you can literally just make a you know a single change and everything will be perfect or like you have to put in the work but like we can tell certain people that are actually down for that and and I could just tell that as long as I kind of helped you and and gave you the the resources and gave you connected with you to certain people and like just basically told you what you needed to do like i knew you would do it and you did it and it's it's been so successful for you and like that just makes me so happy bro like i just get happy when people improve and people actually take the steps required to improve especially when that involves sacrificing a little bit of ego and comfort and uh and and taking a bit of a risk and you did that right? You dropped out of school. Like not a lot of people would go that, that, that far, man. And like, it's going to be, it's already been so good for you and it's just going to continue to get better. So bro, like it, it makes me very happy to hear that. Thank I'm you, sure you would be happy Thank to you. hear that. I am feeling a little bit, having heard your, your RISD story, I am feeling a little bit stagnant and, and stale and kind of comfortable. I think that's the best way to put it so you've definitely uh definitely prompted me to kind of think about how can i make myself uncomfortable again because because sometimes it's, it's easy to forget isn't it when we're not forced into it that we are comfortable you know that we have everything that we want that we haven't really got anything you know that's we're not pushing ourselves enough 
Yeah. So, thank like, you for that. For me, it's like, okay, take the, uh, the Taylor Swift incident. Like when Kanye interrupted Taylor Swift at the MTV Awards. What year was that? Like 2009 or something? A little Anyways. bit later, I think, but yeah. Okay, well, right. So he's at this event and he goes on stage and interrupts Taylor Swift and, and says that Beyonce had one of the greatest videos of all time. Not Kanye, but Beyonce. And what I appreciate about Kanye is that he will always do what he thinks and holds to be right in his mind, even if sometimes that's wrong. And that time he made a mistake. He was wrong. That was not the right thing to do. But he thought at the time that it was the right thing to do, so he just did it. And because of that, Everyone exiled him, basically, and said his career was over and everything like that. And because of that, he made one of the greatest albums of all time. And one of his greatest works ever, if not his best. You know what I mean? His best work. And my point is, sometimes it takes, you know, people love to say, like, don't be afraid to take risks or like, you know what I mean? Don't be afraid to do what you, don't be afraid of looking stupid and everything. But like, then when someone actually does mess up, they're the same people to say like, oh, you fucked up. Like, oh, wow, you're fucked up. We told you so. Ha ha. You should, you should have just, you know, you should have just kept sitting down and not, not went up on stage, whatever. Kanye tries so much stuff. He throws so much at the wall. 90% of it sticks. And then you have the occasional moment where it's not a good thing. You know what I mean? But you have to keep that experimentation because if not, nothing is ever going to move forward. I've had things completely fail. And I love when that stuff happens because it shows me that I was at least trying something that was capable of failing. Because... You know, you're only going to be so motivated if you keep on doing things that is comfortable for you and that you know is going to succeed. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, cer- certain art pieces or whatever, you know they're going to be popular. You know people are going to like them. It's basically uh, fan service. You know, some shows just show on their, you know, on on the air, like what they know their fans want to see. And yeah, that's like fun to watch or whatever. But is that really going to stick? Like Kanye made Yeezus. And he made like he made like 808s at a time where everyone was, you know, no one was rapping emotionally. And he made college dropout when everyone was rapping about like guns and, and violence and you know all this shit that was just like completely different. And that could have failed, bro. They could have just been like, nah, this is not what we're into. Like we we like the, the gun stuff. We like the uh you know what I mean? But it didn't because some people will just feel that, bro. And um if, if he hadn't gone up on stage, then he also wouldn't have made My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. So, like, I like the things that can go wrong. That's why when we were working on the Trader Joe's video, that was one of my favorite things that I've ever done, if not my favorite thing that I've ever done in terms of art, because that had a million chances to go wrong. And, uh, and it happened to work out. But, um, it, but not completely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there were... There were certain problems with it here and there. Like at the end of the day, like I had to take that that down. 
yeah. uh, because certain things went wrong. You know what I mean? So, but but we tried. Like you know, what I mean, like so. My point is not to like be a dick and and take an award from someone, but it's just don't be so scared, bro. Not everything is gonna work perfectly. Sometimes people is gonna be mad at you. You know, sometimes people are gonna get offended. Like. I would just rather you be on that other side of the spectrum rather than everyone holding back all the time and being so afraid of getting canceled, being so afraid of like making a misstep. I have friends like that too. Like they, they, they basically just always play it safe because the, the internet seems so uh, savage and so like ravenous. Like they're so ready to gotcha everybody else. And it's true. But you know what? Like that's fine. Get me. I'm like, that's fine. It'll, it'll just help me become a better person in the future. And I'm not trying to get that to happen. But uh, if it happens, you know what I mean? We're out here trying things. Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the whole thing. Just try stuff. I'm so sick of all these, like, cool brands. You know what I mean? Like, even the ones that are genuinely cool, it's just like, all right. Like, another, you know, Spider 555. Like, that's a cool brand. But it's just like, bro, don't we have enough cool brands? Like... Do something fucking crazy, like start, you know, you know what I mean? Like just start, I don't even know what the idea is, but come up with something different. Uh, there's enough cool shit. Just, just do something different, bro. Paint a brighter color, you know what I mean? Paint a brighter picture, like just, dude, I'm just disenchanted, like, and kind of discontent with everything that, that I've seen, you know what I mean? Like it's very few things that make me go like, oh wow, like. That's really interesting. I saw the other day a video of like, like mad years ago. I don't even remember. I think it was like 2005 or something. There was like this thread online. I think it was called this Operation Soda Steel. It was a YouTube video. And this guy is trying to figure out a way to go on the, basically go to like a 7-Eleven and get Baja Blast and just keep filling up the cup. And he came up with this mechanism where it would funnel down a tube that would go through his sleeve and go into a duffel bag and it would fill like gallons of of a tank with Baja Blast and he was just there the whole time. But he recorded the whole process and he was just a kid, you know what I mean? And like he was like working with all the people to come up with like the perfect invention to how this would work like logistically and they came up with it and like finally he posts a video of it and like it actually works and like everyone's so happy and like I was just like that's my shit, bro. And like certain of those prank videos, you know, and stuff that you send me of just like, like people sneaking in. What was it? Like Ed Sheeran into like the K into what was it, like? Yeah, it was like um, sneaking fake people into like big events and right. pretending that they're real. Yeah, I love that shit, bro. Like I love playing with life as as people know it and basically shaking shit up. There needs to be more people shaking the world up. Yeah, I mean, it's going to get boring. It's fucking and it's already pretty boring to be honest. So, well, you see it you see it happen all the time. Like people people will do they'll do like a they'll throw something. It'll stick on the wall and it'll stick really well on the wall, right? Yeah. Like like Marvel movies, right? Mm -hmm. Superhero movies have stuck on the wall and they're doing amazing, right? But they all follow the same formula now, which is why like I used to really enjoy watching cinema, um, superhero movies at the cinema when I was like, you know, younger. But now I just, you know, they're all the same. Yeah, you know what's gonna happen. Exactly. You know that oh, he's gonna fall in love. Somebody might die along the way, but eventually the good guys are gonna win and the bad guys are gonna lose. 
Like, yeah. that's always what happens. And if you just if you apply that to every superhero movie, that's just how it that's just how it goes because it's so safe and because it's guaranteed success. But right. the best movie I've ever seen, which is a Japanese movie that's four hours long and it's called Love Exposure, right? Oh. Okay. That movie is absolutely crazy. I can't even talk about the contents of it because it's just messed up that much. But okay. that movie t- takes takes so many risks, right? I don't I don't even want to explain it, right? You need to everybody listen to this podcast right now. Yeah. What's it called? Love Express? Love Love Exposure. Love right? Exposure. When you watch that movie, come back and listen to this, the amount of risks that that movie takes and the way it pulls them all off and manages to mix all these things together and a four hour long who makes a four hour long movie who does that you know yeah and so that's where we can achieve real greatness when we are vulnerable when we take a risk and we decide you know what even though we've had ourselves we might have had like other successes that stuck and we know we'll do well we decide you know what we're gonna run the other way we're just gonna try something completely different so beautiful and it's so it's so much more satisfying when it works. Oh, dude. It's like, wow, I can't believe that that actually worked. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Like like last night, dude, I played a game called uh, Before Your Eyes. Yeah. The main way you navigate in the game is by blinking. Oh wow. That's like the main mechanic of the game. Mm-hmm. Like that could have gone terribly. You know, people could be like, "Why the hell would I want to play a game that I could blink in?" And that game made me cry. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's how amazing it was. So, but that could have failed. That could have easily failed. The blinking mechanic could have been shit. You know, people mm-hmm. might not have messed with the art style because the art style was a little bit weird, you know? Yeah. And I feel like people have got the point. I feel like people people understand, you know? Take some goddamn risks, man. <laughs> Take some risks. Um, Kanye West. He's been a figure that has been popping up in your work a lot recently. You dropped some prints. Um, you've been doing a lot of drawings. Uh, you even dressed up in a tuxedo um, when you thought that Donda was was gonna was gonna drop. Um, what is the significance of Kanye West for you? Yeah, that one didn't age well. <laughs> um, Kanye, bro. I think about Kanye every single day. Like, I, there's no artist. There's no human that I think if I had to pick between like them have ever existing and like another, like Kanye ever existing and then another person ever existing, like I don't think there's one other person that comes even within like the five to 10% range of like how much of a landslide it would be that Kanye. Bro, like if, if if Earth existed as is, and just Kanye had never come on the scene, bro, everything would be fucking completely different. He brought so much energy, and he continues to be just a beacon of energy for everything. He shakes shit up constantly, bro. This guy, as far as I understand it, essentially dressed in, you know, in the Trump hat for, like, months and literally destroyed his self-image so that he could essentially convince Donald Trump that he was his friend and put into place 
certain prison reforms and get certain innocent people out of jail. And everyone absolutely turned on him for that. You know what I mean? But like now people are just starting to be like, oh, like maybe there was a little bit more to that. Oh, really? You don't think so? Like, has there not always been a little more to everything that he's ever done? Like just certain, just everything he does is to try to push things in a, in a new direction, in a better space. And, and he just seems like the most genuinely wants to help person that has made it so far off of being himself and being fearless. And there's just no one that compares the energy, bro. The art that he's put out, the skill that he, like he's done everything. You know what I mean? He didn't start out as a rich kid. Like he got the skills that he needed to be a producer. And then he became a great producer and was producing beats after beats after beats for everybody. And, you know, he, he sacrificed a lot of his, you know, he was doing nothing but making beats. And then eventually he got connected in that industry. Bro, there was times where, like, he would literally lose someone's number because they wouldn't respond. He would show up at their door and knock and be like, hey, like, did you get the beats I sent you? Like, he was going hard, you know what I mean? And then he became the best at it, pretty much, you know, one of the greatest at beats. And then he wanted to go on to rapping. Everyone told him, don't go on to rapping. Like, you're great at beats. Stick with what you got. You know, no one really wanted to hear his beats. Dame only signed him because he wanted to keep the beats coming. And then he becomes one of the greatest rappers. You know what I mean? One of the most enjoyed and, and appreciated rappers. Then he wants to go into fashion. Everyone says, don't do fashion. You don't understand, like, how you're going to get into this. And he goes into fashion. Now, Yeezy is the most number one, most Google searched brand ever. All throughout his life, people were trying to box him in and trying to, you know, put a glass ceiling over him. And he just, just constantly moved forward and moved up and talked about doing it and then done it. And to the level that he's done that is is un, unrivaled to me. And um, just, it's just so, he's just so entertaining. Like, you can't look away. Everything he does is, like, artistic. It's performance art of some kind and... Dude, I just love him. I'm obsessed with him. I think about him all the time. I listen to him all the time. And like, yeah, he, he's kind of trending right now because of the whole, uh, you know, the whole Donda thing or whatever. So I'm drawing him a lot. But like, I don't get tired of drawing him. Because like, some kids want to draw like a superhero or whatever, you know, after they get out of the movie. But like, like when I was young, I, w I used to watch Spider-Man movies and I would get out of the movie and I would go draw Spider-Man like fighting uh electro man or, or whatever it would be depending on the movie but like now like i could listen to an album and i just want to draw kanye like i it makes me want to draw that artist or not just kanye like i drew frank ocean the other day all these people just I, it it makes me feel like i can uh basically get some of their energy by building on their world a little bit and uh i just really enjoy those those artists that i draw and i, I like to be a part of that um, so that's that's kind of the idea behind why I've been drawing Kanye so much. Mm. That makes that makes a lot of sense, and you've kind of been. Uh, I'm not sure if it has been posting daily, but you've been making art every day, as far as you understand. I've been posting every day. Right. Yeah. I've been making an entire piece and posting it every single day. So so, what has been the reasoning, and what have you learned from doing that? Because there's there's been a lot of other people in the art or filmmaking world like people you know the most known nft artist or casey neistat 
you know, the guy who founded the YouTube vlog. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, people like that have been doing daily art for the longest time. So what what was sort of your motivation for, for doing this, these daily projects? I can. I'm capable of it. So if I wasn't doing it, then I would just be doing something that's less than what I feel would be pushing myself right now. Um, and it, it's, it's helping me to become a better artist quickly. It's helping me to grow my portfolio um, and, and grow my, my brand and grow my pages and get more of an audience. And at the end of the day, like, you know, when I ask people to share and when I ask, uh, you know, whatever, whatever, like, it's not because I'm just a clout chaser and I, 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 I care about clout. I don't give a fuck about, I don't actually care about likes, but at the end of the day, the audience matters because right now they're looking at it as just art. But when I start going into these next steps, it's going to matter to have a lot of people watching. And like, it's going to matter to have a lot of people to where they can better spread the word and, and get these changes implemented. Um, so, you know, the art is kind of just a means to an end almost as much as I love making it. And I love creating these pieces. Um, it's just something that uh, that I'm called to right now. Uh, I don't know if I'll be able to keep up that pace once I go to school. I kind of doubt it, you know what I mean? But there's no reason to plan against it. Uh, but this is just what I'm doing right now while I'm home. And uh, I'm having fun and it's growing everything. Everything is going well. So people are liking it and it's making people happy. And that makes me happy too. So everything about it is just good. Yeah, I mean... I think I think it's 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 super interesting, uh, especially because beforehand you had a little bit more of a uh, conservative view on creating art. I, I'd probably say like you'd only want to make art if you knew it was going to be great, and you wanted to make it to the best of your ability. And you know, I don't think that you've lost those things, but it seems like the priority has changed a little bit. As in, like you just want to make more great art as opposed to like two pieces of incredible art. Yeah. Would you say that's definitely. fair? Absolutely. Because, but it's at the end of the day, like making a lot of great art will get you closer to that incredible level more effectively than if you just tried to do the incredible thing off the bat. Like, you know what I mean? Like basically my point is like, I used to spend like three months on a collection. And I did that because I thought that it takes time and I thought that it would be best if I only worked on it when I'm inspired, like extremely inspired and, uh, and it's all cap. It's all a lie. What RISD has taught me is what RISD gives you assignment, right? You can't say, oh, I, I had a creative block this week. I, I didn't do the painting. You get an F. If there is enough of uh, consequence to not do the thing that you must do, it will get done. And I said to Ryan, I'm going to have to PayPal you $500 if I don't finish designing this collection in five days. And it happened. If there's enough of a consequence, it'll happen. So if you have to give yourself your own deadlines, then, then you can do that. But I'm done spending a lot of time on projects right now at this stage of my career because it doesn't it's not the time for that it'll be the time for that in like maybe 10 15 20 years 
when like I've done I've already put out a lot of stuff and now I really want to make like some magnum opus like crazy material um but you you just become disenchanted when you spend too much time on things and at the end of the day me I have so many different ideas that like let me just make it to the best of my ability quickly and go to the next idea so that we can move forward faster rather than like get get 85% of it done and then spend the next two days working on the last 15%. Yeah, you'll come out with a better piece, but you'll only get a piece every three days. I'll move forward faster by doing a piece every day, even if it's not a perfect piece. And some of those pieces, like they haven't been, you know, that, that great to me. But I still post them. I still think that they're all really good. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, it's a better form of improvement as far as I'm concerned. Like that's that's like the, one of the main things that RISD taught me, like just get it done. Uh, you know what I mean? Like they believe in this one doctrine, essentially from Bauhaus, and it's called torture the artist. And the idea is that you want to put the artist under an extreme amount of pressure and and poor conditions because that's when the real creativity will come out uh like the real raw pure creativity inherent in humans and artists uh will be able to shine through the most so uh i try to do that with myself yeah if there's any any artists listening do that and it's hard it's supposed to be hard like it's hard to post every day um, that's why that's why I know I have to keep doing it because that's what torture torture the artist is all about. It should be it should feel hard. It should feel uncomfortable. I hate comfort, bro. Like what I was saying before, I love pain. Anything that life has, throw it at me, bro. Throw it at me as long as it's not gonna kill me. I want it. I want it all. The tragedy, the pain, the, you know, the torture, whatever it is. Like as much as I'm not gonna like it in the moment. Keep it coming, bro, because I hate being comfortable. It makes me anxious. It makes me uh, in my head. And I just like moving. I like going. I like, uh, you know, being around other people. I don't really like being alone that much. Like, I can be alone. I'm fine with it. Sometimes, like, I need it. But I like being out. I like doing things. Like, I, I just really like motion. I don't like stagnation. And, um, you know, th- this posting once a day, it really keeps me moving if nothing else keeps that momentum going oh yeah yeah i mean i get what you mean like when you spend too long on something it it just makes you feel like you don't want to do anymore yeah and i think i think that's why that's why so many people like they'll say oh i'm working on this personal project like i'm working on this personal project like my short movie or you know my short or whatever they've got, whatever that version of it is. And like, because they don't give themselves the struggle, the deadline, the they don't push themselves to do it like ASAP, now. Yeah. I think they uh, they end up taking 10 years to do exactly one short movie. And it's their first short movie and it's shit. Exactly. And after all that time, it's like, okay, well, I mean, this is pretty good. But if you would have just done like, okay, I'm going to do a short movie a month. I don't care how hard it is, whatever. You will spend those nights up late being like, well, fuck, this is due. Like, I need to start researching and figuring out how I can make this better ASAP. Then the next movie's a little easier. The next movie's a little easier. You get better. By, by a year, you've released 12 short films. You're, you're a director. 
essentially. Yeah. Like, yeah. you have so much under your belt now. You know what I mean? If I did this a year, which I'm not going to be able to right now because of the situation, because of school. But if I did this a year, I would have 365 drawings, bro, under my belt, full, complete pieces. You know what I mean? That's insane. Yeah. Even if you're posting, even if, if, this, if that sounds completely unrealistic to you, even if you post twice a week, you'll still have over 100 completed pieces, you know, in one year. So just just stop. I, I met a lot of people that are like that in LA too that are just like, oh yeah, like I'm, I'm working on my brand and stuff. And I'm just like, what's to work on? Just fucking drop something. Just if yeah. it's bad, you know what I mean? Like, like I get, yeah, there's a little setup and whatever. You don't want to rush things too much, but it's just like, okay, how long have you been working on it? Like, oh, well, you know, like I started sampling this like, you know, in like 2018 and I'm just like, what the fuck? Fucking hurry up, bro. Like, you don't have that much time here as much as you think. So, yeah. I think one big excuse that people uh, people will give um, is I don't have enough time. Which, first of all, I, I spoke about this in the last podcast episode I did. That's just that's just incorrect, like factually incorrect, right? Mm -hmm. Because you, Sam, you have 24 hours in a day. I have 24 hours in a day. My neighbor has 24 hours in a day. And guess what? Every single other human has 24 hours in a day. So it's not that you don't have enough time. It's that you don't prioritize and allocate your time efficiently enough. It's, yeah, efficiently enough or you just don't care. Like, if that's the case, just say what it is. Like, yeah. you have the time because you literally have the time. But, you know, if you are going to be going out to dinner every night, then maybe you won't have the time. But if that's true, then you care about going to dinner more than uh, more than making art. So just call that what it is. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, there's certain people that are never going to touch art. And like they're just going to be bankers or something and they're just going to have their happiness by spending their time with family and friends or whatever. But it's like if you're going to be that way, that's fine. Just say what it is. Like don't act like you're working on this crazy big thing or whatever and like, oh, like I just don't have time in the day. Like come up with excuses. Bro, call a spade a spade. Like I just wish people could like – basically I would say try to develop a kind of an outside looking in view of, of what is your life actually like. You know, what do you actually care about? Because I could see, you know, if I if I had a kid or something, maybe I don't even want to do art anymore. Maybe all I want to do is spend my time with my kid. And like, that would be fine. But it's just a matter of calling it what it is so that you don't have to go to sleep at night and be like, oh, like maybe I'm not as good of an artist anymore or whatever. But like, make make a decision and really feel, you know, strongly about it. Just... It seems as though people are just kind of like stepping around certain things, and yeah, they don't—they don't, don't want to like fully commit into it. Yeah. I, I remember I was—I was talking to a an artist friend of mine, and I was talking about how I was quite a a, a nihilist. That's the word, right? I—I I, I sort of have this belief of nothing is meaningful, as in like life doesn't have an inherent meaning, right? And he said, well. If you're going to be a nihilist, like, be a proper nihilist. Like, actually go out and be a real nihilist. Like, why are you acting like people care then? Right? Because if, if none of it matters, then why don't you just go outside and run naked, like, through the street? Because it doesn't matter. It, 
life does not matter. So if you are going to say that you are something, then be it. Like, actually exist and practice what you preach. Yeah, and be good at it. Be a great nihilist. Yeah, be the best nihilist that there is. Tell everybody to fuck off and just be the best at doing whatever you want to do because nobody else matters and nothing actually matters, so do whatever. And then when he said that to me, I was like, yeah, so am I a nihilist? Or am I just saying I'm a nihilist? And it really, uh, it really made me realize that, like, if we're going to say that we're something, like, be it, you know? Yeah, Actually go be hard. It. Go hard in yeah. whatever whatever it is. If you're a school teacher, go hard with those lesson plans. Yeah. Like, you got to be passionate about whatever it is. But you got to be passionate. Otherwise, you're just like a zombie. You're just like the walking dead. I mean, it's there's no point in it. Um, bro, so, like... Dude, I want to talk to you about this, uh, there's like this underground scene that's happening right now. Like, I don't know if you've seen it at all, but it's like Ken Carson and, uh, all these kind of more low-key artists, like Baby Santana just had like his Lyrical Lemonade, uh, um, debut video and everything. And SSG Kobe, SSG Kobe, SSG Kobe's fire. Uh, all these people, bro, (laughs) this is the future. Like, what I've come to realize is if I wanted to work with Travis, if I wanted to be Travis's right-hand man designer, for example, Travis, it's too late. I can't do that. And the reason is because he has those people around him, or at least in theory, that are, you know, there from Houston, from before he was famous, that he knows he can trust, that he knows aren't just there for the you know, the cloud or whatever, or like that, that can actually deliver and have actually been true friends to him. Yeah. I mean, those are the people that really count in your life. Like, like the people that know me now and like support me now is who I'm going to hold close to my, to me when I'm, you know, 15 years in the future too. So like, my point is like, I'm trying to really tap in and become those people for the underground artists that I really believe in that are going to, uh, you know, come up in the next five years. And I think that that's, you know, people should be really be paying more attention to those, those people, especially as like, uh, as designers and people who are like, um, you know, they claim to be writing the culture, people, people claim to be, you know, contributing, like, you're not really contributing if something is already established, like if you're, you know, working on something that's like for Travis or something like, I want to help build up these underground artists. Like, like, uh, I, Sebi, Midwest, SSG Kobe, uh, Bellis, and, or is it, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce that one, but like, oh, let me think who else, Baby Santana, Cash Dami, uh, David Shoddy, like, all of these people are going to only go up, and I want to help that happen. Because I believe that they are painting a brighter color and they're, they're bringing something new to the conversation and it's, it's actually interesting and you know, they haven't, they haven't gone up yet. So like, I'm trying to basically like run all of these artists merch and all of their visual stuff right now. Um, but really just tap in with them and like get cool with them. Uh, like I, I see everything from all angles, like. 
the music side of things, the art side of things, clothing, fashion, everything that makes the culture what it is, like, I want to help it bloom. And, um, dude, I don't know. I just, you should just check out those artists. And you should just tap in with the scene, especially if you're, you know, talking or if you're interested in building, like, the world as we know it or like pop culture or anything like this like you can't just be so service level you can't be uh only into you know the ones that are already completely established like you can i no one's gonna stop you but it's worth it's worth considering and uh and i also just really really think that taste can get you so far if you're into certain things and can put people onto certain things bro i didn't realize until i went to la how far that can truly get you like, just from knowing a lot of under like like music artists that people don't know, not just underground like rappers or whatever, but like random house music and random, uh, you know, older rock tracks and random shit like that. I I've you know started really cool conversations and been able to put people onto really cool things that they don't know about. Like, taste can get you extremely far. So movies, music, shows, uh, art artists being involved in communities and all these things like just being able to put people on is one of the most important skills that like i feel like anyone could acquire so if anyone watching i would say you should, you should try to work on on getting that and having that be a part of who you are and i think in order for them to do that they actually we actually have to have our own like hobbies and passions that we can share with one another Oh yeah, right. Like, you be interested. Otherwise, you know. Yeah. It's not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I have had. If I want to be connecting with somebody over a movie, I have to have watched a lot of movies and watched good movies too. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I feel Dude, you. That's what people really talk about. Like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, if you're a great artist, okay, what are you guys gonna sit around talking about how great of an artist you are? But like, if you actually have really cool tastes. You could talk about a movie that you guys have both seen or an artist that you guys both like or like something like that. You know what I mean? Everything is about conversation. Like that's where the magic really happens is just talking to people, linking with them, like connecting with them and and being able to share something with them. Um, Like that's how all the great connections that I've made like have happened. Really, like we've had something in common that that we bonded over. So, uh, yeah, bro, like just get out of your own bubble a little bit. You know what I mean? while still staying in your own world. Don't forget. Don't get confused. Get out of, get out of your own bubble while staying in your own world. Bars. Interesting. Um when it comes to like developing an actual friendship, right? When we actually look at the fundamentals of what a friendship is, right? And and what brings people together. All it is is two people that might know each other, you know, through mutual friends or whatever opening up to one another and being vulnerable, right? And then exchanging vulnerability, right? So when you tell somebody what clothes you're into or like they appreciate something that you feel vulnerable about, for example, like the necklace that you're wearing or um, a TV show that you've loved since you were a child or like a video game that is so iconic for you and you can connect over those things and you can share those things, like that's exactly what friendship is. So it, it makes so much sense that when you have something to actually talk about 
<laughs> you can connect with somebody. You can become friends with them. And I, th I think connect is the right word, right? Just, I don't know. I think it's just important. Just be interesting. Like, even if that's like, even if it's it's like you have weird quirks or something, just be fucking interesting. Like, have something that people can talk to you about that you do or like something. Just don't be like a guy. You know what I mean? That just like that that nothing. You know what I mean? That like you can't really say. Like I know a few people from like my high school or whatever, and it's just like they're literally just like, oh, he's a guy. Like there's not much more to say about him. Yeah, he went to school. Uh, he wasn't particularly funny. He wasn't particularly interesting. He wasn't particularly deep, uh, particularly talented. Um, and then he went to college and like, you know, he'll probably go on and, and get a job and like probably have some kids and like, just don't be. And you know, that guy probably is more interesting than I'm giving him credit for, but it's like, you have to display that a little bit, you know, when you're trying to make these kind of connections or whatever. Um, but you know, you just display it anyway, even if you don't care about that, because like, it's just going to make people be able to connect to you more. And like, you'll just have more fun that way, bro. Just being you, like, even if you have certain things about you that you think are weird or like people are not going to like or enjoy or whatever, bro, that's the most dope shit. Like Sebi, that artist that I mentioned before is so dope because like he lets his like complete nerdy geek side like shine in his music like not not just like shine through a little bit but like it's the emphasis you know what i mean and certain people would be like before you know if he wasn't as confident as he is in it people would be like oh like uh that guy's kind of like a geek or whatever but since he's so confident about it like it's just like bro he's that guy bro like you know what i mean he just has that that about him so just own whatever's weird about you and like that'll be the most dope shit bro that makes people so dope i love when people have like a weird thing about them or even like a uh, a thing that that someone might think holds them back and they own it and they make it make them sick because then bro that's your superpower because someone who has it all going for them they don't have shit to even own and like so you seem more dope than them like dude it's so that's why i always say like the better it is, the worse it is, bro. As long as you can see it that way. I love that, oh, man. I meant to say it the, the other way. The worse it is, the better. The worse it is, the better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's the one. The worse it is, the better. Love that. Before we, um, I ask you some end questions, I wanted to just bring up one more thing. Um, not so long ago, you tweeted something, and um, essentially it was a strange message from uh, somebody i believe that was from your old school who posted something about you having an ego in fact you know go ahead explain it and, and tell us how you deal with those sort of negative or um disencouraging messages yeah it was basically just a girl i had never talked to her she went to my high school and she uh put that on her story it said well, all right, let me find it right quick. She put this on her story. It made me giggle. Drawing halfway decent... Two years ago. Drawing halfway decent sketches of famous people and selling overpriced shirts does not make you famous. 
and it doesn't mean you're going to change the world. Calm your ego down in all caps. Just as a text post, like just as a text post, just like that on the story, threw it on the story. Obviously, everyone was like sending it to me. She didn't at me or anything, but like no one else was drawing celebrities. You feel me? Like, and uh, how do I deal with that, bro? I love that. I love that. That's not going to be everybody. But personally, whenever I get messages like that, bro, it just makes me feel so powerful. It makes me feel like, wow, I am hitting a, a nerve. It doesn't matter if it's a good or a bad nerve. But when it's that nerve, bro, that's the best nerve to hit. To so If it gets somebody mad, if it gets somebody like mad in an indirected way, like to where they can't actually pinpoint what they're mad about. That's how you know you fucking won because like you know that they're just like they're mad that you're succeeding. That that came right after I collabed with Billie Eilish and like you know got posted by Travis Scott and and or whatever. Like that was the time that that was happening, bro. If you're up, it's gonna be haters. That's always the way it goes. And if it happens, just take a minute and just. Just realize everything is going is going in the right direction. Whenever that stuff happens, bro, I I am just so reassured. I'm just like, oh my God, thank God. Like this is actually hitting someone in the emotions. Like it's not just boring enough to where no one's mad about it. Like, phew, you know what I mean? We're good. We're, we're interesting enough. So that's, dude, I love that stuff. It doesn't make me upset for a second. Doesn't make you upset. Why not? You know why? Because... I believe I I don't have any problems with faith. I don't ever second guess my vision. I have it written down. I know exactly what I want. I know exactly that I I know that I'm going to get it. Sometimes I don't know how it'll happen, but I know like I know that I'm going to get it. And nothing can shake that. No one can shake that. I don't care like if it's the most logical scientist telling me dude that literally cannot happen because of a x y and z there's certain things that i just know is going to happen in my life and i know and so when someone the thought of someone not believing it or thinking that like oh that's oh that's not the case that doesn't mean that that's going to happen it's just it's just simply funny to me like i got someone in my dms the other day because i was talking about this whole infrastructure shit and then they said, uh, like, that's what everyone says until they actually get to that point. And I just laughed and I was just like, okay, like, you can think that, just watch. Like, it doesn't, that, what you're saying means less than zero to me. If anything, it just makes me want to do it even more. So, like, thank you. You know what I mean? But you just have to, you can't stress. Fear and faith cannot coexist. Stress and faith cannot coexist. So I pick faith every time. And I, I just know certain things are going to happen and I've known it in the past and it's happened despite all odds. And, um, you got to trust your gut on that shit. And, and I trust my gut and I trust God. You know what I mean? I, I talk to God all the time. I pray for things and I follow exactly what he tells me to do. That's what I follow. You know, I have certain, I have certain desires and that's just because I'm a human. But at the end of the day, Whatever God wants me to do, I'm going to do that thing. And I and I ask him every day and make sure that I'm on the right path. And he tells me, yeah, you're, you're killing it. Keep going. Um, and But if he told me one day and he was just like, nah, like, 
give up, give up art. You need to go to the Himalaya mountains and you need to become a monk. I'm done, bro. Peace I'm out, moving bro. on. See ya. Bye, Instagram. I swear, bro. Whatever he tells me to do, I will do it. And sometimes he does tell me like, no, you're not doing shit right. You should be going to the gym more. You should be doing this more. Like you should be waking up early. And I make that change. You know what I'm saying? Like as hard as it might be certain times. Um, yeah, bro. That's all it is. Like haters is just an, it's just a part of the equation. There's nobody great that is not hated. You... People love and enjoy hating. It's just something that, that brings them joy. And I just hope more people can bring that same joy to me. So if you enjoy hating, I got the perfect page for you. Hit me up. At <laughs> Reno Stuce on uh, Instagram. <laughs> um, quickly, you we talked about God in the in the other podcast that we did. Um, but something something that seemed interesting to me when you just said that there was, you know, you were saying God tells you if you're doing things right. Uh, God tells you if you need to go to the gym more or eat more healthy or whatever it might be. Do you think that's God or do you think that's your inner consciousness? Like another version of yourself telling you these things? Could be, could be like my highest self, but like, I feel like my highest self and God is kind of a synonym. Um, like, so yeah, it could just be my highest self, but it's something greater than me that I tap into that has no ego and, and sees things I try to see things from a 50 year perspective, this, this entity, whatever it might be, you know, whatever name it goes by, uh, it sees everything infinitely. And so when I'm tapped in with that, like I can just, it's basically infinite knowledge. So like it goes by many different names, but it could be, could just be me for all I know. All I know is it hasn't led me wrong, you know? Hmm. Interesting. Um, before I start the the final questions that i want to ask you um can you can you give some people a word to dm you or something so that we know they got to the end oh yeah hold on let me think it's hmm, a good word ultramarine ultramarine yeah dm okay. me if you got to the end of this video congratulations you're tapped in uh and you're a smart investor and dm me ultramarine and i'm hit you with the fist bump emoji <laughs> yeah awesome so the uh first first uh quick fire question that i want to ask you is why do you get out of bed in the morning why do i get out of bed um because i can't very well draw inside my bed my sketchbook is on the other side of the room fair enough makes sense um, what do you think it is that separates you from everyone else? Nothing. Just a guy. Um, anybody can do literally what I'm doing. Uh, they could probably do it much better than me. They're probably smarter than me. They're probably, you know, have certain other, uh, advantages over me. And, um, there's nothing special about me. The, the only thing is I would say is like, I just... I call things for what they are and I try to deal with it accordingly and um, and I allow myself to feel very strongly about it and I have learned to not doubt myself and to realize you know my potential and the potential of all humans like I was mentioning before like Tesla you know what I mean like all that shit came from one 
guy, bro. Kanye, all that music came from one person putting it together. Like, I know that I can do that same thing. And I actually have a benefit over those two because they didn't have, like, Kanye didn't have Kanye to look at. I have Kanye to look at. Tesla didn't have Tesla to compare. I have that. So I actually have an advantage. So I, I just feel limitless. And um, I really believe in humans, bro. I really believe in them because I've met some awesome, incredible humans. And I think that we really need to um, have a little bit more trust in the, in the capacity of humans to be able to get things done uh, and their capabilities. Because like a lot of people are scared to outsource work and they're scared to like, bro, people are fucking smart. They learn quickly. It's what we're here for. It's what we've evolved to become. Uh, trust people. They will be able to help you. Um, and... And, and I feel like I've gotten to a really good level with that. And uh, I don't know. I, I just really enjoy life. I like the ups and downs of everything like I was talking about before. Um, and bad things don't depress me. They kind of fuel me. And uh, when you learn to love pain and pleasure, you can't really be stopped. I love that. When it comes to the amount of success that you've had, there's been a there's been a, a decent amount. I'm sure there'll be much more in the future, but you know, I'd say you're a pretty successful artist for what you're 19 years old, right? Mm -hmm. How much of that success do you think is down to chance, and how much of that success is down to hard work? Thing is, it's it's all down to chance and it's also all down to hard work because each individual opportunity you know is uh i'm fortunate to receive um and there's a possibility that i don't you know there's a possibility that this artist that i want to do merch with doesn't call me back but you know so i'm fortunate when they do but at the end of the day it's my hard work that's put me in a position to where they would want to call back or, you know what I mean? It's just, it's it's the fact that I reached out to 20 of them that one of them is going to call back. So it's it's always both of those things. I, I have not stopped working for the last three years on this. So to say that any of it is completely up to chance and just luck, uh, doesn't feel, uh, doesn't feel accurate. But there, you know, I'm, I'm definitely fortunate too, and I'm and I'm blessed. And I honestly feel like the fact that I do try to follow God and I always try to do what's right has helped my fortune, because I do believe that like good things happen when you try to be, when you try to put out good. You get good in when you try to put out good, and you get bad when you try to put out bad, or or when you don't stop yourself from putting out bad. So, if you if you had to try and put a number on it, what percentage would you say was hard work? What percentage would you say is chance? I wouldn't put a percentage on it. I just it it's not a it's not a seesaw like that, you know what I mean? Fair enough, fair enough. What would be some advice for your younger self? Stop worrying so much, bro. It's all gonna be okay. Um just just do whatever you're gonna do because it worked out. Just uh, um, when I was younger, 
I, I saw a YouTube video that like basically it taught you how to talk to your future self. And it said that if you practice talking to your younger self, then as you grow older, you'll keep on doing that to where your future self will tell you what to do. And I kind of feel like it worked because like what I would do is I would talk to like myself when I was like seven and eight when I was actually 14 or whatever. And I would like give him certain advice and stuff. And uh, maybe for all I know, that's the voice in my head that I hear that's telling me certain things that I should do. Uh, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't give him too much advice because everything turned out pretty good. Um, so, yeah. I'll just say, <laughs> you, bro. It's going to work out. What would be a message to your future self? I wish I was you. You're probably living a life right now. I know you are. I can see it. I uh, I just know everything worked out. And um, the, the work that we are putting in right now is hard. And it's kind of gruesome. But I'm doing it for you, bro. So you better fucking be appreciative. I'm going to come up there. I'm going to kick your ass. And the final question. If everybody in the world was listening to this podcast right now, what would be your one message for them? Follow me on Instagram. Just kidding. I would probably say, uh, I would probably say, listen to the whole interview because I've already said everything that needs to be said. But to summarize it, just paint a brighter color, be fearless. I would say, for example, don't be afraid to love just because it risks heartbreak. You know what I mean? Love fearlessly and do things fearlessly, especially if something can go wrong. Um, because that's what life is about, bro. At the end of the day, like, we don't want to be a zombie. We want to be alive. We want to be vital and energized and glowing. And if you're just doing the same thing and you're not satisfied and you're comfortable and all this, it's just, you're not gonna live a happy life. Like, I'm trying to make my life as a movie to where I could watch it back when I'm, uh, you know, an old man and say like, oh, I'm happy with, with how everything went. I'm happy with at least the things that I did. Um, and, and this is actually a pretty fun movie to watch. And uh, so I would say, make your life uh, five-star movie amazing man that that pretty much uh wraps everything up um if people want to find you find your work whatever you do where can they go my instagram is where i'm most active i post a new piece every single day and it's r-e-e-n-o-s-t-u-s and also my twitter at reno studios same spelling except studios. I have a TikTok, and that one's at I'm still mad. So just how it sounds, I'm still mad. And uh, is there any? What am I forgetting? Like I don't have a Snapchat yet. Uh, oh, and my YouTube, Reno Studios. Yeah, I sure you tap that, the YouTube. That about covers it. My YouTube is uh, is is dope. I, I love my YouTube channel. So I love your YouTube channel too, man. I love your YouTube channel too. And thank you for having me on. It's been an absolute honor. Bro, y'all gotta tap in with me. If you're coming here from me, 
I, I want people to uh, to be talking about I came for Reno and stayed for Sabi. <laughs> he's gonna be, you know, he's gonna be one of the major players right alongside Fredonia and and all of us and stuff because no one works as hard as this guy. No one. And um, you just gotta keep up with with him, bro, because I know that he's gonna do great things and he's already doing great things. So thank you, man, man. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for checking out this episode of The Bit Between. If you want to find more episodes, just go and search The Bit Between wherever you get your podcasts. And if you'd like to know more about me and my story, I just did a solo podcast episode, which is episode 21 of The Bit Between. Once again, thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you guys in the next one.